to another episode of the Essay Voice podcast. My name is Leighton. Today I am joined by one of our new hosts, Amanda. Amanda, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Awesome, right on. And today our guest of honor is Liz Conrad. She is a student success facilitator within St. Lawrence College. Welcome, Liz. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having us on. I yeah. know the other SSFs have really enjoyed it. Both uh, Sarah, Tanya, and Jackie said they really enjoyed doing the episode. So I'm looking forward to it. Yes, awesome. This will be our wrap up for the SSF uh, podcast for our summer edition. We've had a lot of fun. I've enjoyed kind of spending time with you guys, getting to know you, as well as asking some prudent questions that um, all, all students should know. So so thanks yeah. again for making yourself available. Absolutely. I love doing this. This is cool. That's great. Um, awesome. Anyway, let's get into it. Um, Amanda, fire away. All right. So what are some things that students should do in August to get prepared for the fall semester? Because I know that's Starting to come that's up right. Though, that's right now. I know. Eh? We're already into August. It's crazy how quickly it's gone. So lots of different things that students can do. Uh, I would say the number one thing for students to do is to stay on top of their email. email. Right. There's so much information coming out. Um, I know sometimes students get bombarded with email, but that really is one of the main ways that we're trying to stay in contact with students. So taking a look at uh, your SLC email, getting familiar with how that works. For example, Jeremy sent an email out earlier this week about all of the orientation events, right? With all the links, all the information that's all in there. Um, so that's a big one. Um, keeping an eye out for the schedules that are coming out, uh, sort of mid to late August, even those those may change. Um, we are still doing schedules, even though the majority of our students will be online. Students will apply for OSAP, making sure that you're staying on top of your OSAP application, that you filed all of the paperwork, the signature forms, all that stuff, getting a sense of where you're at. Starting to think about budgeting. Right. If you're if you're paying rent, food, all that, getting a sense of how much you have between September and December, because you'll get 60% of your OSAP in first semester, and then 40. So starting to think about where you're going to spend money, where you're not. Uh, starting to think about how you're going to spend your time. Uh, right. I worry a little bit that students are thinking, okay, it's going to be online, so we'll be able to fit all this stuff in right so really thinking about treating school as a full-time job and not thinking about okay i'm going to add in three or four extra shifts of work or anything like that really start to think about you know doing school from nine to five or whatever that works um, and really start to think about how are you going to spend that time setting up a good study space I know sometimes I am guilty of moving my laptop, right? So sometimes in my chair, sometimes on the kitchen table, um, and then I'm running around trying to find a pen or my pad of paper, or where did I put that? So really setting up a study space where you can go, and that's where you're thinking about school, right? So that's where your bubble when you're there, just even physically to get your mind thinking about that. Uh, Starting to think about books, right? When schedules go, book lists, uh, what books do you need? What are recommended? What are must-haves? Um, or knowing how to order that. Making sure your fees are paid. Most students should pay all of their fees with the exception of folks who are on OSAP that have deferred. Um, wow, <laughs> lots of school supplies, right? Thinking about how are you going to organize everything, um, right? Do you think you're going to need a printer, right? If you do, making sure you've got that, depending what type of learner. I know for me, often I like to print things off and sort of, you know, highlight, write things in the margins. For some students that really enjoy working online, that's okay too. So lots of things that you can think about so that you're not feeling that cram the first couple of weeks once classes start. Yeah, you had a you had a pretty extensive list there, but once you break it down, it's nothing too crazy. But I I'd like to circle back to textbooks. Sure. Do you know if textbooks are going to be in a different format? Are they going to be online, or will they still be in the hard hard copy for the year? 
Uh, I'm not sure. I think it'll depend on the course, Leighton. I know a number of faculty were trying to find open uh, resources for students, so online. Um, some are still probably going to put course packs together, and some, just because of the program, are going to have to use hard copy textbooks. So you have to order them, get them delivered. Uh, but I know there's lots of conversations sort of May, June with faculty to try and figure out where their alternative resources are for students. Yeah, yeah, open, yeah, open resources. It's going to be one of the trickier parts, but I, I think it, yeah. I think it will happen. I think it will yeah. pull together yeah. and, and work out. So that's yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously this year with everything going on is going to be very different than years past. I was just wondering if you could maybe go over with us how the fall orientation will look compared to other years this year. Yeah, so I think the bones of it will be very similar. The goals are still to get students engaged, to meet peers, to meet their faculty, to get some more information on their program. Um, so two parts, we'll have orientation and then we're going to have uh, the, I can't remember what we're calling it, a real, I think it's orientation smart start that we usually have in August. I think we're calling it something different. Um, so that's happening across all three campuses. Uh, but orientation will be via Blackboard, so it will be online, right? So students will be able to log into the slc.me, go to Blackboard. There's an orientation course, if you want to call it that, right, where they go on in there. Um, and then there's information there from SSFs, from Student Wellness and Accessibility, from International, from faculty information about all that program. Um, so it will be definitely online, but we're really trying to give students all that content, all the information that would have gotten in person in the classroom from their faculty. Um, um, are online uh, so it still will happen the format will be just alternative will be online yeah, yeah. just the online yeah. delivery yeah, that makes yeah. Sense. yeah, and I would say to students, it's it's still important, right? Maybe not be face to face, but there will be we'll be using teams as well. So there may be some faculty who are holding open team sessions. So a really great way, put a name to the face, right? And really have that interaction beginning beginning to meet peers, right? It's going to be a little more challenging to meet peers in your class if you don't know them. Um, so using that opportunity, that's a sort of safe opportunity, a smaller group to be able to sort of take a look at what's going on, hear some of the information from faculty, um, get that key content, uh, and just begin to recognize names of the people who are logged in, right, as you get into classes with them. Um, so you can build, begin to build those relationships. Those are some small steps that students can really take just to start to familiarize, familiarize themselves, um, where it's not co course content. It's not a faculty teaching their course content, right? But it's that really interesting, engaging stuff about what's happening with the college and what to expect. So that may ease some of those or nerves that students might have. So I'd really encourage students to participate, um, even though it is online and not in, not in person. Um, and I know that Jeremy's group's doing a really great job and putting up lots of great things on the your SLC app. So if students don't uh, have access to that or haven't downloaded, I would suggest they do that um, because we're trying really hard to keep lots of things going with the students. I know you guys are doing the same to keep students engaged and get them to meet other students and still feel like they're part of the college. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing that we as a student organization have kind of had to combat this summer is offering a quality student experience but still in a socially yeah. distanced safe way online like this so um one of the toughest things i know that's going to be hard for all students but especially new students this fall is is how are we going to meet new people how are we going to make new friends how are we going to get that real college uh, experience and really feel like we are here even though we yeah. won't be so do you have yeah. any kind of tips yeah. about how yeah. 
how we can we can connect with people, connect with our peers? Yeah, uh, I would say taking advantage of Jeremy's your SLC um, app. With lot, he's been even throughout the summer for our summer students. We had lots of games, right? There's Tuesday trivia, right? Even faculty were playing that. So I remember being on meetings and faculty joking with each other about their scores, right? So as you get to know names that and you're seeing people, it gives you a point of connection, a point of conversation, right? So taking advantage of any of those fun ways, um, for sure. Uh, faculty will be using Microsoft Teams. Uh, so even make up smaller teams per classes, like a study group. Right, finding a few students throwing it out there who want to meet at a certain time every week to study. So, as you said earlier, sort of the big stuff, but the smaller steps, little things that you could do. Um, introducing yourself, right? Part of it may be just students setting a goal that for every class I will speak up, right? I'll put up my hand, I'll ask a question, or I'll put up my hand, or I'll put something in the chat. So, small things that students can do just to get themselves, and once they're comfortable doing that, taking advantage of all the other great opportunities. Um, all services are going to be online, so that's part of it too. If you have a question, reaching out, uh, right? If it's your student success facilitator, something you need to know with the essay, if it's a faculty member, whatever it is. So, taking advantage of sort of those sometimes easier, less intrusive ways to get involved will, I think, help with students' confidence, uh, right? And being able to um, to engage, right? That yeah, first time you open up Teams, right? The first time you open up Teams, you're not sure if your camera's on, right? Or if your microphone's <laughs> on it. Do you want to say anything or not say anything? So taking advantage of those small times, um, right? Where you feel they're a little bit less risky. Yeah, um, sure. And then setting your goals again, like maybe it's just you're going to participate one in the first week, once in every class, right? The second week you're going to try and set up a study, right? So little things that you can do. Uh, everyone's going to be in the same boat. That's part of it. So breaking that ice and taking that leadership and asking to, you know, people want to meet offline. If you're setting up groups, there'll be group work still, right? So that's another way to really enmesh yourself. So you're not dealing with an entire class of 35, but maybe you're only in a smaller group of four or five, right? So taking opportunities to build those relationships. I think it's really just finding a point of commonality. Right, just finding something that's common with other students that you're dealing with that you're meeting um, and taking advantage of that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Amanda, are you are you worried at all about uh, connecting with your classmates or, or do you think you have a solid plan or are you just type the person who's not too worried about it? Um, I think it'll be interesting because everyone's kind of in the same boat with the online and it being a new experience. So I think that makes it a little easier that we're all on the same playing field with this so but don't be afraid to put yourself out there if you're thinking oh like what if the question i ask in class is stupid and everyone's yeah. gonna laugh at me most likely five other people have the same question but they don't want to ask it mm -hmm. so just don't be afraid to put yourself out there um so you mentioned a bunch of services that uh, students will be able to learn about through the orientation how will they be able to access those services with most stuff being online now. Yeah, so everything is still going to be accessible. Um, online appointments, so I know all the student success facilitators in emails, we have a link to book appointments. If you look at the website, almost everyone has got um, email or contact information. Online booking, right? The libraries have live chats that you can write. There's appointments. They've, they're using MS bookings now to book appointments. So you can do that. Faculty, probably the quickest way is via email, which they will have posted. 
Um, so student wellness and accessibility has an email, international has an email, OSEP has email. Uh, so that may be the quickest, but I know a number of our services now have online booking options for students. So you just go right in there, book, um, book an appointment. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's good. I think I think we're going to see a huge influx of people using these services just because they have yeah. to. Yeah, um, I yeah. know they've been tried and tested all summer, so hopefully they, they can stand uh, stand up to the task. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be un, a weird, weird fall. I don't yeah. think we'll ever yeah. see anything yeah. like this again yeah. Yeah. for, for yeah. a long time. So um, yeah. I'm super interested to see how it all goes and, and what what the quality of education and the school kind of yeah. uh, experience will be yeah. like. And yeah. uh, I know it will be good. It will be as good as it can be. But yeah. Yeah. again, like you guys have both stated, it's it's a weird time, and who yeah. knows what's going to happen and what will come of it. But we got to make the best of it for sure. Yeah, and I th I think faculty. Well, I know the faculty are very understanding. Right, so many faculty trying to figure this as well, making that switch to alternative delivery. Um, so in a lot of ways, they're in a similar boat as the students, right? Trying to live, trying to provide um, course content that's engaging and lots of different. Um, ways right so um switching their powerpoint presentations right so that's geared more for online learning as opposed to um it's going to be synchronous and asynchronous so there's still going to be class times there's still going to be teachers who are teaching live on teams right so that's why we're calling it alternative delivery because it's not simply online there's going to be a lot of it that you're going to have to log in at your class time and your professor is going to be there, right? With a, I'm not sure if it's going to be a whiteboard or what it is, but they're going to go through some of those concepts. So students need to feel reassured that we're not just sort of saying, here you go, here's five classes, here's six classes, here are eight classes, good luck, we'll see you in the summer. That's certainly yeah. not the experience that we want our students to have, uh, but it is difficult, right? The reason that you guys are doing what we're doing, why the SSS do what they do in faculty, is we love that student interaction, right? We want to make that experience for students as fulfilling is absolutely possible so uh yeah we're all gonna just have to try really hard and really be patient um and help each other whenever possible yeah so you're telling me i still have to wake up for advanced finance <laughs> <It's possible. laughs> i don't it's love that <laughs> no avoiding the 8 a.m monday oh, classes I know, this time. I, I know i know having that flexibility to sort of do your own has been right it's been helpful um but part of it is just sticking to that schedule so i was saying about students earlier right just if you're if you're not working during days doing school from like nine until three not whatever it is um and certainly you're not going to have right your 8 30 is not going to run to 8, 11 30 the way it did before um, but it may run 8 30 to 9 30 right so think of sort of that hybrid model where you're doing some of it offline and some in class right um so yeah you may yeah <laughs> unless your unless your faculty is not a morning person then maybe they're catching you at the last hour of the three as opposed to the first hour but yeah that structure uh, really helps so i think as humans sometimes the more the busier that you are the more productive you are right so scheduling classes study time all of that i think helps us be a little more productive yeah for sure and it'll definitely be easier to schedule it once we kind of get into the swing of things and you know like okay this is going to take me this long to do and i have this much time to do this like once everything's back up and running it'll be a little easier to kind of figure out what's what 
And when it comes to all your study skills and all of that, that that's what the student success facilitators are here for, right? You're wanting help putting a schedule together, book an appointment, right? I'm community services, just studies and applied arts. So any of my students can book a meeting and we'll set aside an hour and we'll work together, right? We'll share, I'll share my screen. We'll put together, we'll, we'll put in their classes. We'll put in their work shifts. When's the ideal study time for them, right? And we will build the weekly schedule for them. Um, and same thing with course outlines, right? If you're having some challenges reading those course outlines and actually scheduling those due dates, we can do that for you. If you're having some challenges with online learning or trouble reading a textbook or writing notes, right? From We can go through all that, um, right? So there's six of us on the Kingston campus, two in Brockville, two in Cornwall. Uh, so make an send an email, book an online appointment with us. We'll sit down, we'll go through all of that with you, um, right? Sometimes just having a few steps from someone showing you how to do that right off the bat is just enough for students to sort of take off and do it on their own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so helpful. Um, so Liz, I'm going to go a little off script here. So with sure. everything being online and every all the classes still being the same, might you have any tips for students to just avoid technological burnout? Like let's say we're going to be on online on the computer for five, six hours a day now. Do you have any tips? I know um, you've talked to me about like the Pomodoro technique and that kind of yeah. stuff in the past. Yeah. What yeah. kind of stuff do you guys have for students in that area? Yeah, I think for students, it, technology burnout, I think for all of us, I know for me, by six or seven hours later, um, I find that I get motion sickness really easily, which I didn't occur to me for a little while. It's the flipping back and forth between all the screens and the scrolling. I was actually feeling quite nauseous by the end of a few days. Um, so for students, I'd say the same rule applies. Study no more than 50 minutes at a time. Take a 10 minute break, get a power snack, get a glass of water, stretch. Don't be going two, three hours um, in a row. And we know the faculty are not going to have three hour synchronous lectures. So you're going to get that break. Um, but similar strategies to, to offline study for, you know, 50 minutes and 10, 45 and 15. So figure out what works best. Students should not be going an hour or two um, at once. Uh, and the other thing that I would say is try not to um, learn a ton of technology that you may not need, right? We know that students will need SLC uh, email, so knowing that, knowing Blackboard, so getting, that's another thing that students can do is log into your Blackboard, take a look at your courses, how are they set up? You know, there's a shell that's similar, but each teacher sort of has their own style in which they set up those courses. Um, so SLC.me, um, Blackboard, email, and Microsoft Teams, I say we're the top four things. Um, but don't put any added stress on yourself by trying to learn all these other software programs or anything that you may not that you may not need. Um, and then, yeah, just take those breaks. Yeah. And then when you're shutting down, really shut down. Uh, right. So if you're studying, put away the phone, turn it off for that 50 minutes and just get it out of your right. Instead of um, I'm some guilty of that till be working and my phone's beside me. Right. And sort of scrolling through whatever it comes up. So when you're shutting down, really minimize the amount of tech that you're actually on. Yeah, well, yeah, they're all great tips, and yeah. Uh, yeah. thank you for sharing that. Okay. Amanda, do you want to fire away? Sure. Um, so with budgeting and everything that's going to be different, what are some of your tips for how to budget for everything that's going to be different this year? Yeah, so similar to your schedule, right? You're putting in all the must dues for your schedule. Same thing for your, your budget. Um, some students like to do it by hand, just go, you know, Microsoft Word has templates, budgets that you can put in there. So take a look at all those costs that are fixed costs. 
Uh, right. What's your rent? What are you spending for groceries? What's your cell phone bill? Do you have a car? Uh, so taking a look at what do you have? What's your OSAP amount? And if you're working um, or receiving other support, what's that total number that you have from? And then take out all of those fixed um, expenses and then take a look and see what you have left over. For some students, they like to sort of set an amount. This is what I have for the week. This is what I have for the month. And this is what I have for the semester um, and then the year. But really starting with all those fixed costs that you know um, so that you can work backwards um, from there, right? For students who are on OSAP, they know that they're going to get that 60%. They know exactly what they're going to have, um, right? So a lot of our students are working. So you can average how many shifts you think you're going to do a week. Uh, so really starting up that budget plan, right? You should have a steady schedule. You should have a budget set up all of that right from the get-go to try and avoid that stress. There's nothing worse than trying to concentrate on schoolwork when you're not sure where you're going to get that money right to buy your groceries or pay for gas that week, for sure. Yeah, it's just an unadded stress you don't yeah. need for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, the, and we have emergency resource. So if a student really finds themselves in a tough situation, um, then to reach out either to their OSAP um, advisor or to their SSF, and we can sit down and see if there's anything else that we can do. Um, and we can also help them work on a budget, right? So walk through, collect all that information with them and put together a tentative budget, and then they can adjust that as they go. Yeah. Yeah, are there uh, people in the school who are available to help with budgeting? Would it would it be uh, your group of co-workers or is there a dedicated team to that? There isn't a dedicated team, but I know Enactus has their financial group that they've come out and do anything. Certainly your OSAP advisor could have those initial conversations with you. But if you want to really sit down and with a budget, then we can, I've done that with students where we pull up, you don't know, have a conversation with them, pull up something on Microsoft Word or an Excel template that's already got all the information preloaded and then we just put in the information that calculates it all. Uh, so we can certainly do that if the students feeling like they're not able to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. That's awesome. So let me paint you a picture. It's September 8th, <laughs> the sun is shining. Instead of jumping on the bus and going down to school, I'm going to fire up my laptop and my classes are starting. What's the first thing I should do to get ready? First thing you should do is log into slc.me, log into Blackboard, um, and go through the orientation and all of your go through your courses. Okay. What's there? What's there? Yeah, take a look at those course outlines uh, and what's up. Yeah, and a number of uh, yeah, right. Taking a look at what's going on, um, what are your due dates, all of that. For certainly slc.me. Blackboard, taking a look at that. A number of programs also have program hubs, right? So lots of social stuff are also loaded in those programs. So I'll use the behavioral psychology program. They have B-Psych Social, where it's students, and it's actually a hub, and they have all kinds of information, studying, study groups, all that stuff's already built for students. So really taking a look at what's there for them, but Blackboard really is that key hub in SLC.me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's a, like you said, it's a good way to meet other people, see who's yeah. online, connect with them, form a study yeah. group, connect with yeah. your teacher, all key yeah. things that are really going to have to happen this semester to ensure success. So Yeah, yeah. And teams, right? So it's the face to face, but you can also use the chat function, right? So if you're not really ready to have that conversation, you can put things in the chat. If you're recognizing names, just go, hi, how are you? How's your day, right? Anything like to start building those relationships that may be in a more non invasive way so you get that comfort having those conversations and that will help you engage with other students and build those relationships yeah yeah that's awesome um amanda yeah. uh, pardon me if i'm incorrect are you going into your second year of accounting I, you are, i'm going uh, into second year of the two-year general 
Okay, oh, okay. okay. To your journal. So what's your what are you looking forward to the most and what are you most nervous about going back here? Um, I think I'm most looking forward to kind of reconnecting with everyone and kind of seeing where all of this goes because we kind of got thrown into it right at the end of last year. So it'll be kind of interesting to see like where people take it from there and then how we're all able to kind of connect and bring kind of that classroom atmosphere to the virtual environment. And then most nervous, I think, would be just being able to uh, learn how to time myself with all of this because I know that was one of my things last year was I was trying to cram everything in around my schedule so being able to schedule everything out I think will be probably my biggest challenge. Yeah. What about you Leighton? Yeah to be honest uh, I'm looking forward to just getting back into marketing again and doing something that I'm super interested in it's my last year of school so to be honest I'm looking forward to this journey being done it will be five years for me which is enough um, and I'm, I'm most nervous, I think, uh, about, like you said, just balancing everything in um, and, and staying productive at home. Because when I'm home, that's, that's my home space. It doesn't produce, um, you know, the feeling in me where, where I can be productive. I like to have the separate work, work, um, work home environment. So um, I think I'm a little nervous about that, but um, I've been doing it since March, so it's not like it's new. So I think it will be okay, but like I said, I haven't done a full semester on it, and uh, we'll see how it goes. I might have to hit Liz up for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make a good point, Leighton, about having that that break between work, right, and home and having that separation. And that's a lot of our students are in a situation where they have families, right, or elderly parents. And they're really sort of in the middle of all that um, with the decision for students to go back to school, right, children. So you've got students who are trying to deal with own education and possibly, you know, nervousness around sending their kids to school. And what's that going to be? trying to keep their kids on schedule for homework and all of that. So our students have lots of responsibilities outside of their academics, right? Um, so it will be a lot for everyone to carry. But I too, like you, I like the I like the 15 minute drive from Amherst to Kingston, right? It gives me that sort of going into work, sit down in my office, I'm not worried about anything else, right? And that coming home, to, uh, right? And then just switching that switch and into home and that. So that makes it very difficult when you're, maybe your only space that a student may have is at their kitchen table, right? Right. So you're so it make there's some, going to be some challenges um, for sure. Um, but I think the earlier students sort of get themselves organized, put themselves into routine, getting up, showering, anything to do with sort of that routine and keeping you on and resisting that. Oh, I'm not going to shower until right? I'm not going to bother shower. I'm not going to brush my teeth. Sometimes just those little things, getting up and getting dressed and starting your day will make a difference around how productive you feel and how you know effective you are around your schooling. Yeah. Absolutely. Get into routine and stick with it and yeah. that will help you on your path to success. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about that before and it's so, so key. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, well, ladies, thank you so much for both of your times. Uh, I really appreciate you guys making yourself available to come and talk about important things that students have tons of questions about. Um, so um, this has been a great, um, great initiative. I'm happy that we're able to continue this. and. Um, Liz, thank you so much for answering all my our questions. Pleasure. All, your, pleasure. all your knowledge. And thank Amanda, you. thank you so much for sharing your experience with me. I know we have some concerns, but I think uh, as two students going back to school, we'll make the best of it this fall.
Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so no, thank you. And to everyone, just again, reach out. You have a question, please reach out. Your student success facilitator, your program coordinators, your faculty. We're all here to help um, in any way that we can. So please, please don't hesitate to reach out and ask uh, any question or just uh, just right, need someone to talk to, just to vent uh, things out, just not awesome. sure. Sometimes students just don't know what question to ask, right? Yeah. So we're more than happy to have that conversation and try and figure out what challenges the students are are dealing with um, so that we can help in any way that we can. So awesome. Okay. Perfect. Well, all right. We'll sign off for then. Again, I'll talk to you right. ladies later. And right. thanks again. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, Lane. Bye, Amanda. Take care. Bye. Bye guys.